Hey, welcome to another episode of the Big Red Dram. I'm your host, Jason Langer. As always, thank you for tuning in. Um, I'll tell you, it's uh, been an interesting uh, couple of weeks. <laughs> it's been uh, very, um, I don't know, it's just been a very stress-filled couple of weeks. I'm not sure why. So sorry, apologies for not having an, um, a podcast last week. Things kind of got... Um, time kind of got away from me as far as getting the ability to uh, spend a few minutes to actually talk about a whiskey last week. Uh, next thing I know, it was Friday, and I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'll try next week. <laughs> and, um, you know, life. And then uh, this week is not looking much better. It's already Thursday. I hadn't done anything yet. I took a picture of what I wanted to talk about last night, but hadn't had a chance to talk about it. And it's really going to be, and I think I talked about two episodes this week but what's probably going to end up happening here um is i'm just going to cover two topics on one episode and just call it a day because it's just not happening uh i'm just it's not so much motivation of wanting to talk about things it's more just um just i've just been tired lately i don't know whatever i don't know what it is um it's mostly probably just uh stress from work just things that shouldn't be happening that are. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Not anything you really care about. Um, anyway, um, wanted to talk a few things. First, we'll do a little current events, and then we'll talk about the old Ezra H7. Um, current events, kind of some things coming up. I'm really excited, of course, about next week. Um, next week is our barrel pick, hopefully our barrel pick at uh, Heaven Hill Distilleries. Um, looking forward to heading down to Bardstown. Really am, actually, because there's quite a few things to look at. We're going down Tuesday, and I'm looking forward to visiting um, Willet. Heaven Hill, of course, will be there. And then uh, Barton 1792 is there. Lux Row, and then uh, Preserva Preservation is also open. And then there's also, of course, Bardstown Distillery. So lots of really cool distilleries all located in a pretty small area. And uh, I'm really looking forward to going down there for a number of reasons. Because the main one being to be able to see some excellent distilleries that are in that vicinity. B, to hopefully build some relationships with some people while we're down there. I know that Narav and a from A1 Liquors will be there and his, and his manager. And then the people that we'll be talking to at Heaven Hill while we're doing our Elijah Craig pick. Um, all of these things are really exciting and uh, tantalizing for me because this is kind of a step in the direction I want to take. This is something I want to do more often. And um, as I was thinking about this while going to the dentist today, um, you know, I, another milestone today, I hit 800 followers on Instagram. And, you know, I've, some more and more people are starting to listen to the podcast regularly. I'm up to almost nine or 10 regular listeners now, which has been four for like the last three or four months. But it's, uh, it's been more people are paying attention and and i don't want to consider myself as, as an influencer like especially on instagram a lot of people are influencers i'm not trying to influence anyone i'm more of an assistant i feel that's what is a good way to put it. what i'm trying to do is assist people with their journey because um, again it's your journey it's not my journey i'm having my own but if i can help you with yours that's an assist i want to help you out so um, that's kind of what the Wheaton Whiskey Club was going to be when it actually can start being something other than a Facebook group since we can't really meet face-to-face. -face. Um, it's to kind of be an assistant to help people, to bring, to tie people together, to, tie, to build relationships between consumers and distillers and distributors, i.e. like a liquor store, or a local liquor store, or one that's a little bit further away, to build these relationships, to create 
friendships and and bonds and and relationships with people and and to expand other people's horizons and to get them introduced into a new style of whiskey or to you know into a single malt or to a bourbon um you know one of the main reasons i am focusing a lot on bourbon lately and not so much on single malts is because i'm trying to bridge that gap from bourbon to single malt so that i can help people make that transition and it's been you know, a very fun journey. It's been a short journey. It's only been seven months, really, um, as far as bourbons go. Um, things really kind of took off, especially with the podcast and everything. Actually, it's been longer than that now. It's been nine months, almost ten. But um, I started the podcast at the end of January. So trying to just build my repertoire, build my abilities to know things, taste things, uh, sense things, and to help people really kind of get into something new and exciting for them and bardstown will help educate which is what i'm really looking forward to especially during the barrel pick is to i'm going to be probably very intense (laughs) uh and asking a lot of questions and really trying to get the gist of what it takes to make a good barrel pick because in essence, that experience is essentially what a distiller does when they're getting close to bottling something. They will roll out a barrel, they'll they'll pop the bung out, they'll put the thief in, pull out some whiskey, sample it, and see where they're at, right? So that's kind of what I'll be going through is that sort of process, um, which is exciting because it's a step. It's not, you know, we did the water to whiskey tour in Lafroig where you kind of followed the process along, Um this is kind of a this is kind of a step in that tour where you got to actually draw out of a barrel and sample the whiskey. Now they'll make you water it down a little bit to what it's going to proof at, but because it won't be a barrel it won't be an Elijah Craig barrel proof. It'll just be a 94. Just, you know, it'll be that what that small batch proof is, but it's not a small batch, it's a single barrel. So that's kind of one of the neat things about Scotland is those tours that you can do. You can draw from the barrel, or if you do the water to to whiskey tour, which they don't have anymore, but if you were to do something like that, you would follow the whole process into the point where you're drawing out of a barrel, bottling your own, um, and sampling some stuff. And that is, I think, a miss in the Kentucky experience. Um, I know in the one distillery tour that I've done so far, when we before everything shut down, um, trust me, when we were there the 13th of March, you know, I had grandiose plans to talk to a lot of people while we were there, and I ended up only having one tour, so I'm going to talk to one person. But you know, I, I asked her, I said, hey, you know, why don't you guys do that more? And I, I think that's a miss that you guys are missing out on that opportunity. And she agreed because it's part of the experience. You're going through the whole process. And it's something you could certainly charge extra for. You know, why can't you, why couldn't you? And I know it's a legislation thing, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. It's a whole other story. But I'm very excited about going to Bardstown. I'm looking forward to going with my cousin Courtney and Phil and my wife. And well, the, the four of us are going to head down there on Tuesday. We're going to do get all in the morning, get all of our toury, toury, distillery tours. <laughs> blending tour and distillery together touries get all our touries done um and then uh you know hopefully maybe find a couple of fun things to to try and have some lunch we have a little house down there in bardstown we're staying at and then you know we've got our um maybe a little hunting on wednesday and then our 
barrel pick at three. So I'm looking forward to that. And it's going to be you know, a lot of fun. Um, and that's putting it mildly. I'm very excited about it. I'm trying not to get too uh, caught up in it because there's no guarantee either, right? It, at this point, I think we're going to be able to sample three barrels. Um, I'm in the back of my mind, I have this feeling that they're like, you know, the what's left over kind of a scenario and they've been passed over by everybody else. So now I'm stuck with them kind of a thing. I'm hoping that's not the case, uh, but it may very well be. And, um, there in all reality, there might be not a barrel that blows my shoes off and I might not pick something. So there's always that. Um, but it would be, it's still going to be a fun opportunity to go down there and I'm very excited about it. And I'm very excited to talk to people at Heaven Hill. I like a lot of the products that they have that I, you know, the Elijah Craig, sorry. Yeah. The Elijah Craig, the Evan Williams, the, um, the Heaven Hill bottled and bond. The seven year that just came out this year was really good. Um, there is a lot of good things going on there. There's some great stuff coming out of the Barstown distillery. There's some great stuff coming out of Luxrow. I had no idea. I just literally looked up Luxrow and I re didn't realize that they were just opened. I mean, 2015 was when they just started. So some of this stuff um, is new to them. And that would explain the um, some of the wording on Old Ezra, which I'll get into in a little bit. Um, I, hadn't, I didn't know that. And so uh, 1792 was another option for a barrel pick. Um, that might be something down the road. Um, because 1792 does make some good stuff. The small batch, I know when I did my back to my um, comparison podcast of the two, the small batch was headed in the right direction, which is missing something, but the barrel proof was just outstanding. So do a single barrel barrel proof would have been would have been great. So <sighs> there's lots of options. That's a nice thing. Next year will be Old Forester, maybe something else. Um, I, I just, you know, it just depends on, on the fever pitch that the first barrel pick, which has reached pretty good. I mean, I've got demand for 240 bottles and I'm looking at possibly only 180. So it's going to be interesting to see how I work that out. It'll probably have to limit people and do some things, but I haven't gotten that far yet. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, we got to pick a barrel first before I get ahead of myself. So maybe steps. So again, building relationships, doing those things, being an assistant, those are kind of the things that, you know, that's what the Big Red Dram's all about. That's what Wheaton Whiskey Club's all about. It's not about trading whiskey so much as it, as it is about being, assisting everybody to get together. Because again, that's what whiskey is. It's it's a binding agent. It's a, it's a discussion piece. It's a piece that brings people together something that you can use to enjoy while you're talking and making friends and, and, and telling stories and doing things. And that's what all these distillers really want at the end of the day with their whiskeys. It's meant to be enjoyed with family. It's meant to be shared with people, with friends. And it's really meant to be that binding agent to kind of help build community and relationships. And that's really what I'm about. And that's what really this podcast and the Wheaton Whiskey Club and the Chicago Whiskey Hunters Club that I'm a part of. That's what everybody's about. So that's the coolest thing. So that's the current cur current event, the kind of thing going on right now. Um, bottle drops, rumors, anything like that. I know the um, Buffalo Trace NT collection is uh, supposed to be dropping soon. Um, last week, I think, was supposed to be the birthday bourbon. If it was supposed to hit anywhere, it was supposed to be hitting shelves um, the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm still looking for that elusive E.H. Taylor barrel proof. I'll never find it, but maybe I'll stumble on it in Bardstown. Who knows? 
Um, there might be some other cool stuff to get while I'm at these distilleries for, for Christmas presents. Who knows? Um, I don't know yet until I get there. So that'll be fun when we get down there. But um, so Luxrow. So Ezra Brooks. Now, to get back to the whiskey, the old Ezra has a nice little story to it as far as I'm concerned, or it involves me, I should say. Um, around here is going for about 75 bucks a bottle. I know that um, one of the liquor stores nearby here was had, had a few bottles on the shelf and they were like $74.99. And uh, Benny's didn't necessarily have it all the time, but uh, theirs was pretty close to up, up there too. So when we were in Effingham over the summer, we had gone to A1 Liquors and hung out with Nara for a little bit and bought some things from him. And then we went to lunch and then we went to this little wine shop, tasty place across on the kitty corner where we were at. And walked in there and that's when we had... Um, my cousin and her husband had some stag and I had some stag junior, which was a um, batch three, which was dynamite. Um, had the batch 14, right? Isn't that where we're at? I think it's 14, whatever the current drop was um, that I have. Uh, I think it's batch 14. Um, they have Courtney and Philip bought a bottle and they were over a, a couple weeks ago and it's actually pretty good. Um, comes in a little hot, but that bottle needs to breathe a bit. But anyway, Walked in there, had the Stag Junior, was looking at the shelf, and I saw the old Ezra, and I'm like, huh, well, they got old Ezra here. And I looked at the, they had the little sticker price tags on it. And I looked at it, and the bottle in the front was $43, and then the, there was two or three bottles behind it that were like 46 or 48 So I grabbed the $43 and looked at my cousin and said, you guys need to buy this. And they looked, ah, what the hell are you talking about? And I'm like, all right, I'll get it. And I asked the email, like, hey, do you care if I get this? And Amy's like, sure, so... There you go. I got it home. Long pause. Did I get it home before I tried it? No, I think I had it down in, in uh, Neoga. When I first had it, I liked it. I liked it a lot, but I wasn't in love with it just yet. And I've been in this enough now, and you've listened to these enough now to know that that changes pretty quick. So um, I held out my reservations to kind of talk about it on the podcast until I'd gotten down through a portion of it. So I'm about a fifth, a sixth of the way through the bottle. I have quite a bit still. Um, but the, the more I go to it, the more I really, really like it. The old Ezra seven, I mean, it's, it's a vanilla cinnamon bomb in the front end. When you nose it, it's really sweet and it has a nice delicious nose. And I'm just saying that because I was sniffing it last night and this morning because it's still up here in my office. <laughs> and it's real quick sidebar. And, um, you know, I still have two samples. I have I have a sample from Fine Drams of my Octomore 9.8.2 that I bought. And I have um, a sample that the Scotchress sent me, Erica Ginger sent me, for of the... Um, of her sing, uh, E. H. Taylor single barrel barrel proof, and I will. They have like a little bit of whiskey still in them, and I'll unscrew them and nose them all like once or once in a while, a couple times a day, or not <laughs> not a couple times a day, a couple times a week. I will actually do it a couple times a week, um, just to kind of nose it, and it's because it just it they smell so good after they've sat a while, um, and the old Ezra was sitting up here from last night, so I was just kind of. Just getting a neck whiff out of it. And it's just, oh, it is so, so calming. 
there is something about that vanilla and cinnamon mix um, that you can't tend to get with some really good whiskeys out there. I know you get a lot of them with the E.H. Taylor products. Blanton's, you can get it. Um, I get it out of... Um, Jeez, there's quite a few. I can't name. I can't name them all. Any, just about anything I've tried thus far. But this one is very pronounced. It's a sweet vanilla, almost like a cream puff with a with a cinnamon and caramel mix. And if you're not careful, you'll get blasted with the ethanol. But it is at fifty eight point five percent. It really is an interesting. It really is a delicious nose. It's not even interesting. It's just delicious. And I was going to make a comment when I was talking about Luxro a second ago, or a few minutes ago, is that I was noticing how on the label it said distilled and aged in Kentucky for Luxro Distillers Bardstown. I found it interesting. I'm like, for? Well, obviously, they're, it's 2015. They're new. If it's a seven-year-old, it's probably coming from somebody else. I don't know where it's coming from. They're not going to spill the, the beans on that. Um, but it is very, very good. And it's mellowed with charcoal, so I'm wondering if they take it through a similar process as a uh, sour mash, as a, if they take it through a similar process as Jack Daniels. It wouldn't surprise me. But it really just, it noses for days. And again, that's... What I mean when I say that, and I've had a few now that I've said that about, I might have explained it once or twice, is that I could just sit here and nose it all day long. Because it just, it really is pleasant, and it's calming. And I know it's something I do now that drives my wife nuts. <laughs> so, anytime I drink whiskey now, I'm sitting there, nosing it, nosing it. It's like, dude, you look weird. Why do you do that all the time? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, it's just something I've gotten into doing, so. Because I'm trying to practice. It's essentially practice. That's how I like to, uh, and it's also a COVID test. If I can still still smell, that means I don't have it. In essence, or uh, in theory, it's not necessarily a lock solid um, symptom, is it? It might be, but uh, it smells so good. It comes in a little hot, but it's not unbearable. Finishes. Mm. But man, on the palate, it's got the sweet vanilla, cinnamon. It's got some kind of. It's got a little bit of a sweet oak. Almost reminds me of Jack Daniels a little bit. It's kind of a sugary maple, um, with a nice, lightly burned oak um, aftertaste to it. The finish now that it's finally kind of traveled is a little bit warm. And it's kind of slow. Uh, it's nice and slow and it lingers a little bit. I'm trying to think what else I taste. Some rice spice. <laughs> Smooth, some rice spice there. Um, yeah, just some some really intense cinnamon flavor and um, maybe a wee hint of of toffee, a little bit of chocolate in the background. 
but it's good. Let me add, let me think if I can edit. Do I have any water left? Ooh, I do. Drop, drop. Oh, oh, oh. Too much start over. I'm going to add a little. This is a rarity, ladies and gentlemen, where I'm actually adding water in the middle of the podcast. I don't do that all that often. Adds a little more floral note to it on the nose. Still got a nice little ethanol burn, but... Yeah, it still hasn't really, it hasn't, the little bit of water didn't really impact the palate tremendously. Gives it more of a, um, I want to say medicinal, but it starts to approach a little bit of a medicinal um, interlude with, between the different flavors that you get. Um, legs for days, of course. But, uh, I mean, it's good. I mean, for me, it has grown. It's still a solid 86. It doesn't have elite status, but I enjoy it. It's nice, and it's something that I think will stay on the shelf when I, when I get rid of this bottle. Um, if I can find another one, it'll be a go-to bottle um, because it's a nice sipper. It's it's interesting. It's complex, um, but it can be influenced. So it's something that you might want to... Uh, enjoy after you've cleansed the palate a bit um i wouldn't necessarily have it with uh barbecue chicken which is what i had for lunch today <laughs> it seems to have altered a little bit of the palate for me but uh overall i mean i do i really do enjoy it um it's it's very delicious so thank you as always for listening today um i do appreciate it it's a very good bottle i do enjoy it um i'm looking forward to going to luxro and seeing what else they have i know they do blood oath um, they also do, um, there's a 12 year double barrel that I know a friend of mine on Instagram, I just bought and he's really high on rebel bourbon, Davis County, uh, David Nicholson, uh, and Ezra books, of course. Um, and, uh, I haven't heard of, I heard of blood oath. I haven't heard of Dave Nicholson or Davis County. Um, but I have seen Davis County lately. Um, I know a one liquors, my ally in Effingham has had a, has a couple of these, um, and the Lux Road double barrel 12 year old looks interesting. Um, I'm going to go on a limb and say that's probably, um, well, obviously it's a secondary market person, but I'm not sure who makes that. I'll have to find that out. I'll see if I can figure that out while I'm there. But anyway, thank you. Like I said, for listening, I appreciate it as always. Um, sorry, this episode was a little bit of a double, of a double, um, double barrel approach. Uh, I just didn't have, I don't have time for <laughs> another episode this week, so I'm sorry. But uh, next week, we should be back on track on Wednesday. Uh, so I th- I thank you. Oh, no, I'll be down in Kentucky. Um, so that'll be Thursday again. But I'll tell you all about it. So that'll be fun. So you get to hear all about the barrel pick and the experience down in Bardstown. Um, avoiding the unfortunateness of Louisville right now. But um, Bardstown is still, is still going, so that'll be fun. So thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, stay safe out there and whatever it is that you're doing. I hope you're, if you're enjoying a nice glass of whiskey, I hope you're doing it one dram and a dub. Boy, that didn't come out right at all. (laughs) If you're enjoying, if you're enjoying whiskey, I hope you're enjoying it one dram at a time. (laughs)